to the Stay at Home Mom Yarai podcast. You are about to listen to my mom. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like it, please give it five stars. Thank you. everyone and welcome to the stay-at-home mom yeah right podcast i'm sarah smith your host it is women's history month and today i'm so excited to be joined by a woman who is overcoming personal challenges breaking barriers overcoming limiting beliefs and rocking this parenthood and wife thing welcome to my podcast zoe fox we are a year into this global pandemic and you and your family have had your share of challenges this year how is your today my today is it's a good today and thank you very much for having me yeah um i'm feeling good today the sun is shining my daughter is napping and um i i think i spoke too soon i can just hear her in the background <laughs> typical but yeah today's a good day awesome um in t- in october of 2018 you wrote on your instagram Five years of waiting, two field rounds of IVF, heartbreak, questioning my womanhood, early menopause, low ovarian reserve. We don't really know what's wrong with you. Pregnancy announcements everywhere, weight loss, weight gain, hormones, doctor after doctor with their hands in places I would rather them not. Good tests, internal scans, multiple self-administered needles, daily acupuncture, Chinese medicine, yoga, crying on the floor and everywhere, reconsidering a childless future, mentally readjusting, internal examination after internal examination, swollen ovaries, agony, sleepless nights, violation, hopes, Symptom spotting, Dr. Google, let down tears. We had all but given up on the idea of having a baby. After five years of trying to conceive, pushed me to the brink of what I could mentally and physically handle. In July, I woke up from a dream with a voice in my head telling me to do a pregnancy test. And so I did. Positive. Naturally pregnant after it all. Now your baby is two. What a story. How is she doing? Congratulations. Thank you so much. You know, it's hearing that back, it just reminds me of what a wild ride it was. And she's amazing. She's just the greatest little gift. She is worth every second of the wait for her. She She's an incredible little soul and a very special child. How did you feel when you looked at that pregnancy test? I couldn't believe it. That morning when I woke up and I just had that sort of voice in in the back of my head, an intuition, if you like, saying to do the test. And we'd just decorated our bedroom. And when we were decorating, I found a pregnancy test and I just thought, oh, shoved it in a drawer, didn't think anything of it. And it was never the sort of thing that I'd have just sitting around the house. So when I had that, when I woke up after that dream and I went to, I thought, oh, I've got a pregnancy test. I'm just going to do it. So I went into the bathroom, did the pregnancy test and the line, the second line came up really quickly. And I was like, wow, no way, no way. Don't get your hopes up. You know, this has been five years of trying. It's, and the test was out of date as well. Right. So I was like, the test is out of date. It's, it's faulty. It's not working. My husband was asleep. This was like seven o'clock in the morning or something. And I phoned my mum and I was like, mum, I've just done this pregnancy test and it says it's positive, but I think it might be out of date. And uh, so my mum was like, just go to the shops, buy some more 
do right. some more tests and then see how you go. So I bought like a pack of three. There was like one box of pregnancy tests left on the shop shelf right at the back. So I had to like dig back, found it. I was like, phew, went home and just did one after another, after another. And I just had these tests lined up and they all said positive. Wow. What a story. Now, you were going through IVF, but you had stopped, is correct, right? Yeah. Yeah, and we then, had two rounds. Wow. And then, so this was just natural. It just happened. Yeah. Like, we'd all but what given up. Miracle. It really, really was. We had one round left to do of IVF, and I just thought, you know, my body needs some time. The last failure, the second one failing, was just almost too much for me to bear, and the process of IVF is so intrusive and mm-hmm. it really does take its toll on your body. So I just thought, you know what, I just, what's meant to be will be, let me just focus on, on just living the best life that I can and give myself a little break. And then, yeah, a couple of months after that one failed, then there she came naturally. Oh, what a blessing. God bless her. Um, now, now she's two. What is she into these days? She is just into everything she loves books loves books we've always read to her since since she was first born even though you know she's just a little lump at that stage but because I'd always had these dreams of being a mom I always visualized what it would be like to just read to my kids so like that's what we've always done is just read and now she really really loves books so we've got books everywhere and she likes to draw and color and uh, well I say draw you know she scribbles with a pencil or a crayon or something like that but that's drawing yeah yeah (laughs) she's just really tapping into her creativity at the moment what is your message to parents who are struggling to get pregnant See, I think it's um, whenever you hear any sort of advice when you're trying to conceive, I think it's really hard to take because you're just in the depths of your own experience and somebody sitting there like me now, it could, you know, you might not necessarily want to hear any anything from me because I've been fortunate enough to get to this position. But all I can say is from my own experience, through my fertility journey I met lots of women who were also on that journey some of them have been trying for as long as 20 years to get pregnant Mm. and now all but one of those women that I know of have have had children have gone on to have children so whether that's naturally or through assisted fertilization all but one has has managed to conceive successfully so I just say don't give up hope but just focus on on you living your best possible life and don't allow it to uh, consume you too much. Try to still find the things to be grateful for outside of that. That's great advice. When your daughter was about to have her first birthday celebration, you had excruciating pain in your back and in your legs. Can you explain what happened and share your story with, with us? Yeah, sure. Well, we just moved house and it was a, it was a big move. We just moved. And I think in hindsight now, it was probably COVID. We'd moved in and then my husband and I both got really, really ill. 
and we managed to recover from that. And then I just had this really bad back, really, really excruciating back pain that I just couldn't, I just couldn't get rid of. I'd suffered with a bad back before, but this to me was mm-hmm. different now because the pain was going down my legs and it was just radiating. It was the most excruciating pain I'd ever been in. So we were coming up to my daughter's first birthday. We had a, a small celebration um, arranged because, you know, we were really excited that we finally got this baby and we were going to yeah. celebrate. And then on the day before her party, I wasn't able to go and decorate because I was in such bad pain. So I had my friends come and help me out. That night, I started to lose sensation in the outside of my foot. It started going numb. I'd been to the doctors before and got some painkillers, but it just was not touching the sides. So I noticed that my foot was going numb. And then on the day of her party, um, I woke up, well, I barely able, I was barely able to get a scrap of sleep that night. And I just thought, you know what, I need to get through this day. I've got family traveling down a hundred miles to come to the party. And I was just not in a good way and I couldn't see how I was going to get through it. So I managed to get an emergency appointment with uh, an osteopath who was able to fit me in at like 10 in the morning or something like that. And the party was at 12 or starting thereabouts. And during the session, whatever was happening, it just made it worse, right? Because now I started to lose, um, I started to get all this pain and sensation going down my, my other leg as well. So before it was just one leg, now it was two. I left that appointment just absolutely devastated that I was just getting worse and worse. And I don't know why I didn't think, I didn't even think to go to the hospital, but I got in a cab to get back to uh, to where we live. And when I went to get out of the cab, my I couldn't feel my legs. Like my legs were totally, it was just totally numb. So I, I took a, a crutch with me. I'm not sure if you call them crutches in um, yes. America as well. So I had a crutch with me and I had to drag myself I live on like the third floor. So I had to drag myself up the stairs with like just not feeling my legs. And I I came upstairs and I said to my husband, you know, something's, something's wrong. And my dad and my husband encouraged us to call an ambulance. And yeah, so we called the ambulance. uh, We called 999 and they sent an ambulance and took me into hospital. Yeah. So I ended up having to have emergency surgery that day for a condition called Cordaquina syndrome, which was not a condition that I'd ever heard of before. And essentially the disc had slipped in my back, but it had slipped so significantly that it was now crushing my spinal cord. So it's ended up damaging my bladder and my bowels and my mobility and my sensation, unfortunately, as a result. Mm-hmm but they were able to save my legs. Otherwise I would have ended up being in a wheelchair. So the surgery they did stop me from becoming paralyzed, but it still left me with quite a few issues. And how are you doing now? It's, it's a journey. It's um, there hasn't been a day since, unfortunately that I don't experience some level of pain. So I'm, you know, I'm managing that. The bladder and the bowel stuff is is hard work. I'd rather just be able to go to the toilet normally instead of having to use catheters and equipment mm-hmm. and stuff. But it has taught me a lot about what there is to be grateful for. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I always try and find the blessings in any of these challenges. 
I read on your Instagram that you weren't able to get all the care you need um, due to the pandemic. Are you able to get the care you need now, now that things are, well, here in the United States, things are starting to open up a little bit. I'm not sure about in the UK, are they starting to open up? We Um, are still in a national lockdown. I think the children have just gone back to school actually yesterday. So they've just started to open up the schools as far as I'm aware. Um, so things are still very slow. I'm still getting appointments cancelled left, right and centre. After you have a, a spinal cord injury in, in the UK with the National Health Service, you're supposed to go in to have rehabilitation, like inpatient rehabilitation. But I didn't have that opportunity because of COVID. As soon as I came out of hospital, I came out of hospital into a national lockdown. So we didn't have any any support systems in place. Um and I was, it was rescheduled for me to go into rehab in January, but that was cancelled again because of COVID. So I still haven't seen anyone. I haven't had a single piece of physio or um, or anything. So I've just been trying to do the best that I can to, to keep going. How has this time been for you mentally? It has taken me to my limits I think I've been through quite a few things in my life before that have primed me for this so I've learned a lot about resilience through some of the other hardships that I've been through so so that sort of helped but I did a lot of meditation a lot of journaling a lot of visualization and reflecting um, and all of that sort of stuff really helped me to to get through and just being sitting in the kitchen at the window and there's a big tree outside. Well, they've cut it down now, but um, I, I was just watching the the rhythm of this tree and how when I came out of hospital, the tree was bare and then, you know, the the, the buds started and the leaves grew and I was just watching the cycle of this tree and it, it was right. just reminding me a lot about just the cycle of, of life and cycles of anything really, you know, it always starts off in one place, but, but things move. So I was just imagining my own journey within, within the journey of the tree, the cycle of the tree, if that makes sense. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I was looking through your Instagram and on your wedding anniversary, May 10th, 2019, you wrote, we have been through times that would be enough to test anyone, but yet instead of drifting apart, we get closer. Instead of taking things out on one another, we listed. We were always working on a common goal while still pursuing our own personal goals. We're not perfect, but we're perfectly suited. And man, I love him so much. I miss him when I blink. I thought that was so beautifully written and well said. How has this past year been for your marriage? He he just continues to blow me away with his his care and his kindness and his support. You know, it's been it's been hard on us, especially with COVID on top of everything, totally locking us down um, from any additional support. And he has just been consistent. He has been solid. And he's been there to hold me at times when I first came out of hospital and I couldn't see anything getting any better. You know, he just giving me that love and support and knowing that my daughter is in in such good hands where I'm not able to, you know, to, to be at times so active. He was just there and I couldn't have picked a better father, really. Or husband. Right, right. How have your friends been able to support you during this time? 
Well, that's been really challenging being in lockdown because you can't yeah. see anyone. Um, right. But people keep in touch through text and text messaging and um, and things like that. And we've done Zoom calls. And my one friend, Sandra, she's just been an outstanding friend ever since I've met her. You know, some people just mm-hmm. go that that extra bit of uh, the way to to support you. And my other friend, Hayley, who, who just constantly keeps in touch with me daily you know to to make sure that I'm okay even if at times I'm not really responsive you know they just know the score and and they're they're persistent yeah what lessons have you learned from this past year so many it's hard to even know where to start but to really I thought I was a grateful person before, but this has showed me gratitude in new depths and it's taught me to just get started with the things that I've been putting off because life is too short and actually you don't have to wait for things to be perfect. You can just just put the first step forward and I suffered with really bad anxiety for a long time and it's really helped me to overcome that because it showed me actually what I'm really made of and I've managed to make good enough friends with my mind to to be able to work through situations so yeah I think it's as as challenging as it's been I think it's probably one of the best things actually that's ever happened to me. Sometimes it takes drastic events in our lives that manifest our passions and life purpose. Can you share how going through a life-altering year has led you to your new amazing podcast I listened to the other day called the Curl Squad's Curl Power Podcast? What has led you to that? Well, sort of what I was just saying in terms of getting rid of my anxiety, it's been an idea, like the Curl Squad has been an idea that I've had for a long time, right? And um I just didn't really have the confidence to get it over the line or there was something in me that was just holding me back. And and this goes down to those limiting beliefs. But with this spinal cord injury showing me what I'm really made of, I realized that I've got a whole new level of determination within me that I didn't even think existed. (laughs) I didn't think it was possible. So it showed me that all I have to do is just keep taking one step after another. And with taking each step, you see, you know, you start to see results. So I just started taking action. And I thought, there's so many important conversations that I have with a lot of my naturally curly um, community. And I think that our voices should be amplified and should be heard. And what better time than now? I've got my confidence. Let's just go for it. And yeah, just started taking steps. I love it. What would you, what would your message be to someone who has fear and is scared to go and start their podcast or start whatever it is that they are supposed to be doing? What is your message to them? Look, just think about what is the worst that can really happen. And if you think about the worst, like it's never going to be that. It's never going to be the worst. And even if it is the worst, like I think about my spinal cord injury being one of the, the worst things that could ever possibly happen, you might be surprised and it could teach you something that you know about yourself. And if you can just figure out a way to take one bit of action every day, five at best, then you'll just keep making those consistent steps. And before you know it, you've achieved something that you didn't even think was possible. And that'll be the biggest boost to your confidence that you'll need to just unleash and unlock the rest of your future. I love it. 
with everything that you have been through and are doing, are you able to take time for yourself for some self-care? And if so, what does that look like for you? I have to enforce it. I have to be um, really strict with myself, especially because of my health. And if I don't respect myself, then I just end up physically, you know, struggling even more. So I have to do what I can to make sure that I am taking time out to just to just be sometimes, just mm-hmm. write sometimes or, you know, self-care could be even, you know, washing my hair because with my injury, all of that sort of stuff, it's just got so much more difficult. So mm-hmm. it's just making sure that I'm staying hydrated because my bowels are paralyzed now as well, right? So mm-hmm. if I'm not keeping on top of my water intake, it has knock-on impacts for my health. So staying hydrated, keeping my mind nourished with positive um yeah, positive books and um, just being mindful of what I'm consuming and trying to keep balance and doing the things that bring me joy, like my podcast. All right. I love it. Uh, what are you reading right now? At the moment, well, everything's gone on hold because I'm trying to get this podcast, this podcast going. Right, right. Yeah. I get it. But <laughs> a big one for me was, I'm just looking at my bookshelf here, uh, Conversations with God that was a life changer for me during the peak of my injury and it's not the book's not what it sounds but something in it just moved me deeply and gave me the inspiration and the motivation to keep going at a really dark time so that and Untethered Soul is another book that I'm in the process of reading. Well, I thank you so much, Zoe, for sharing your story with me. And I know that so many people will be blessed by it. Um, I appreciate you taking the time out today. Thank you very much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. You have just listened to the Stay at Home Mom Yeah Right podcast with my mom. I hope you enjoy listening don't forget to subscribe and if you liked it please give it five stars thank you